Welcome to the Christian Foundry Podcast, where iron sharpens iron for the glory of God, the exaltation of Christ, and the edification of the saints. That's how you do it right there. That's how you do it. Is that how you do it? That's great. That's right. how you do it. Well, we want to win. Try. One. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Christian Foundry Podcast. We are so glad that you have joined us here, and we are going to be talking about something that I think many churches, if not all churches, and I'm going to say all churches, need to take seriously. We lent, we ended our last episode about music in the church. Ryan said that it should be taken seriously, and we're going to be talking about a subject today that should be taken just as serious. What are we talking about, guys? Church, church membership. membership. Church membership. In I like unison. how y'all... Did you say that? Did that you say anything unison. or let everybody else say it? I said so. Did you? We were all in unison. Did you say you probably said, worship? <laughs> 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 oh, how many of you grew up in the church sitting around the table? Not the Catholic church. Yeah, not the Catholic church. I'm not sure. <laughs> the hand down. Baptist church? Pentecostal. Oh, well, you probably don't count either. Baptist church? <laughs> <laughs> Well, see, maybe you do. Maybe you do. I don't know. We'll, uh, I'm going to ask Evangelical you. free. And okay. Then ba- yeah. Well, way back in the day. And then Baptist church. Did you grow up in church? I did. Baptist? Yeah. Free will Baptist. Free will Baptist. Baptist yeah. Baptist evangelical. Okay. So I've seen this all my life. And we used to do it here, as a matter of fact. When somebody wants to join a church, what normally happens in the church? There's a blue card with two pencils right next to it. Blue, yes, that's exactly <laughs> what you the blue I was card, going for. Then, then the you take it golf up. pencils. You, yeah. When you walk the aisle, you take it up at the end of service. You take yeah. it up there and you hand it to the pastor and it says... Or you get I'm baptized. Like, I'd like to join yeah. right there on the spot. Or grape juice. So, so <laughs> or, or prune juice. Prune juice. <laughs> so historically, and even today, a lot of churches do the same thing, is you could have somebody come off the street day one on a Sunday morning and, and think, oh, I like the music here. I like the preaching. I like the people. I want to join this church. Yeah, they got good donuts. They got good donuts. Good yeah. coffee. A lot of coffee. Actually, we've been running out lately. we got to start. we got to make more coffee. Yeah, quadrupling our coffee. Anyway, but they could come one day. They walk that aisle at the end of the church service, and they say, I want to join this church. And the pastor says, glory to God. Sit down and have somebody come up here and fill this card out for you. I love your southern pastor. <laughs> <laughs> God, um, they sit out and they fill out the card and you can become a member of one of three ways, right? By way oh, yeah. of letter from another letter. church. Letter. Yeah. You move your letter, uh, pr- profession of faith, profession of faith. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm a Christian and then believers baptism. and then getting saved or believers At baptism. That. Yeah. Yeah. Believers baptism. And that's what the profession of faith, uh, you know, uh, so anybody really could come in and say, well, I'm a Christian. Right. Yeah. Yep. Well, if the pastor doesn't know you from Adam's house cat, how is he going to be <laughs> true that you're producing fruit that is what a believer should be producing? How, how does he know anything about you? And, and I have a great story about this here in just a few minutes. Um, but the pastor and the the elders and the church leadership know nothing about the person that or the family that's coming to join. And I, I think it goes back to numbers, too, is, oh, we got more people coming to our church. We're adding to the number. I mean, I was just talking with Mason here before we began. I think there's like five or six families right now that are ready to join our fellowship here. But we don't do that here. No, we don't. Nope. And there's a reason. And that's not because we don't want you to join. Absolutely. <laughs> that is not the reason. Right? We don't want we, you we to be want, a member. We want anyone who walks through the door to be a member, but we want them to be a member because, first and foremost, they are a believer in Christ Jesus, and and that's got to be the case. 
then we'll go through and, and go through all the other stuff. But, you know, we, we don't want to just sure, you know, join and, and, and tally a mark on a, on a book somewhere that says, well, we got one more today. Yeah. yeah. Four or whatever it is. Right. And our membership class is a great chance for one, the leadership of our church to get to know the new member as well yeah. as the member, the to, member know to get the to know the church. Yeah, it's, yeah. A two-way street. Yeah. it's a, sure. it's a great chance to, for just we want, create yeah. family. We, we definitely don't so. want you to come here and, uh, and not know what you're getting into. Yeah. You know? Right. So now's a good time to tell the story. That, I had no idea I had. what I was getting into. <laughs> <laughs> so we do do a membership class here that way. Like you said, we get to know the person and, uh, they get to know the church. They get to know the leadership. They get to know, mm-hmm. spend more time coming instead of just one time. Yeah. So, in that, when we first started beginning our membership classes, it's it's typically a four-week class. We, we cover a lot of things. We cover what church membership is. We cover giving, um, church discipline, and uh, serving. So those, those are four of the high points that we hit. Well, in this, we had a guy come. He did one of those things first day, right? I want to become a member of this church. I said, that's great. We'd love to have you, but we do have a process here. Uh, we have membership classes that we want you to go through, and I told him this whole spiel. That way we get to know who you are. You get to know us to make sure you truly want to plant your flag here with this fellowship. And he's like, oh, that sounds good. When's it start? Well, we started the class, and uh, thing, we had more than just him in the class that night. And uh, the second week we had the class, we had a lady in our that is a, a member of our church now uh, going through the class at the same time. She happens to be black, right? So she was running a little late that night, and this man, who was white, threw a fit, didn't like the fact that she was black, number one, and made that known, threw a fit that she was late, that we had to wait on the black woman, right? And it was just being really rude, and, and, and we had to say, hold up, bud, we don't do that here, and you're not either, Right. So he started showing who he really was. His character started coming out. And let me just say this. If you're a racist, you're not a Christian, or you can't be a a true Christian and practice racism. Now, we are not woke. We are not social justice warriors. We're biblical, and racism is sin. And if you can stay in that and feel comfortable in that, then you are not a true believer. So basically this guy proved to us week two that he was not a true believer. And he left, and we called him, and we haven't seen him since. Now, rewind, that first day he walks the aisle and says, hey, I want to become a member here. Hey, we'll just fill out this blue card. Then we have a racist unbeliever joining our church. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the first thing that you said, the church is a group of believers, right? Yeah, repenting yeah, we, of sin. If we if we peel it back, we've got to define what a church is. A church is a, a, a group of believers. That's essentially what it is, and that's you know that's something that that comes straight from Scripture, right? And we need to make sure that that we understand that a church is not supposed to be uh, full of members who are not Christians, right? And how do we you know how do we know that when somebody walks an aisle? Right. We have no idea. That goes back to feeding the sheep and not the goats, right? Um, my brother here to my right has a copy of the 1689 Baptist Confession of Faith, but I want you to read this right here. This is actually comes from the Baptist Faith and Message 2000, but I think it's a, 
a, a really good definition of a church, the language they use here. Read that for me, that paragraph. You want me to start right there? You just want me to pick up? Well, that would be the paragraph. All right. (laughs) (laughs) The Baptist faith and message goes into greater detail when it says that a New Testament church of the Lord Jesus Christ is an autonomous local congregation of baptized believers associated by covenant in the faith and fellowship of the gospel, observing two ordinances of Christ governed by his laws, exercising his gifts, rights, and privileges invested in them by his word and seeking to extend the gospel to the ends of the earth. Well, that's, that's a lot of words. That's that a is. lot of words. But a lot of words. We can, we can distill that down a lot yeah. to, to today's purpose. Local congregation of baptized believers associated by covenant in the faith and fellowship of the gospel. So here we see that there are people that need to be saved I'm sorry. <laughs> We've got Something people coming to the church, hall, yeah. and they we can pick them up on the mic. People that are saved are part of the church, right? Yes. And people that are saved will want to gather with the church. <laughs> I know who that is. That's why it's funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, don't be surprised if that we have a knock on that door too. Yeah. Um, but it'll be great. Yeah, that's okay. So first of all, the church is made up of believers. Absolutely. Now, do we want unbelievers in our gatherings? If they show up, absolutely. Different. Which is more reason why churches need to preach the true gospel of Jesus Christ every time, every sermon, every sermon. Every every sermon. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, and even again, we talked about but our attendance music. isn't membership. Attendance is not membership. Things. Absolutely, and, and, and we've convoluted that. We've we've combined attendance and membership. Yeah. in a lot of churches, attendance is not membership. That's right. A lot of people have that checkbox mentality. Well, I, I went to church. Mm-hmm. I did my duty for the, the week. Um, I'm good to go. No, that's and, not. And they can. It's it's like a, a bigger check mark if I'm a, I'm attending a church that I'm a member of. Did yeah. you guys have the uh, attendance roll thing? Yeah, at yes. y'all's and the gold Post, stars for the classrooms. Well, right? I'm talking about yeah, we had the little uh, yeah, the little wooden, thing you could replace the. Thing. That's what oh, I was yeah, numbers. Yeah. The main thing in church, it <laughs> yeah. told you the members that came. It told you the non-members that came. It told, told you yeah. total told yeah. giving. Mm-hmm. I told, mean, and, yeah. and, and how much they gave. Yeah, I remember yeah. looking at it as a kid and being like, "Wow, look how many came today." You yeah. know. It took my attention off everything. Well, I remember looking to see, wow, look how many people didn't come today. (laughs) (laughs) Which is another thing we'll get into when it comes to our membership roles. I believe they need to be purged in many churches. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We did that here. (laughs) It wasn't the most popular thing we've ever done, but it was necessary because we had a role of a thousand people with yeah, when you oh, when no. you get when you get two or three <laughs> yeah, when you get two or three years in and 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 people who are leaders now in the church that have come in and they have never met some of your members there's a problem yeah at the time we yeah. purged what did we or what do we have like what like a hundred people like maybe less than a hundred people are coming on a Sunday morning regularly yeah we had but we had a roll of a thousand members. yeah I feel like we purged about eight hundred and fifty people yeah, yeah. around eight hundred crazy number yeah because there were some and, that are, and a lot of that you know. Ha- some percentage, I won't give a number, were deceased. Like right. these are people that yeah. aren't yeah. even alive anymore. Right. right. You know? So, uh, and then there were those that just never came back, showed no desire to come back. Others that were, you could, you know, they were long gone. The other churches plugged in doing things. And then uh, you had a group of people that we left on the roll because we knew their circumstance. We reached out to them and said, hey, you've got this going on. We understand why you haven't been. Uh, you, you know, you're not going to be removed. It's okay. But, I think that we find so much comfort in numbers that we have these inflated roles. But I tell you, 
to me, it is not a comfort thing. If I have a thousand people membership role and only 150 are coming, on a Sunday, that's that shouldn't a, be comforting. That's, that's not a, comforting. That's concerning. You know, yeah. it's it's like the exact opposite of a gym, right? A gym doesn't make its money off the people who do show up. A gym yeah. makes yeah. its money off, off the, the people movement. that yeah. don't show up. That's right. Yeah. We have to purge. Yeah, those we don't survive. Out. We're yeah. not going to do like a gym. We will. Right. Know, we will die. Well, too. There's a lot of uh, a lot of things that go into having these large roles as well, because you send more messengers to the Southern Baptist Convention with the more people you have. Oh, so you have more influence. and the more. You know, the more, yeah, you have more influence if you have larger roles and, and if you give a certain amount. So you can have uh, a, a people, a church of 100 with a, a membership role of 1,000 send 20 messengers where we would send two, right? Which we didn't, we're not going to send anybody anymore anyway. We're kind of done with the Southern Baptist Convention. That's a whole other story. That's a whole other podcast. Another, that's, that's a whole other time. Whole we always come up with other things to talk about. Yep. But back to church Write membership is being in, in a church should be like being in a family. And we've talked about this yeah. before, yeah. right? It shouldn't be just acquaintances. It shouldn't be just people that we see every now and then. It should be like a family because we share the same bond, and that bond is Christ, Yeah. Mm-hmm. right? So if we were to look at Ephesians chapter 2, starting in verse 18, it says this, For through him, we both, and that's Jesus, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. So this shows us that those that are saved belong to the household of God. And when we gather together, as the church, we gather together as believers, again, with that common denominator, Christ. Mm-hmm. We've repented of our sins, believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. It's then when we are true members of the church, true believers, we can hold you accountable, right? Uh, if if racist Bob would have been a part of our church, he's an unbeliever, biblically, you can't really hold him accountable, right? Because he comes in there with this attitude two weeks later after being part of your church. You're like, this dude, are you a believer? You know, like unpack his life and the things he does and says, can you truly hold an unbeliever accountable from the Bible? You can call into repentance and faith. Yeah. That would have been a lot going a lot of that going on. But really when unbelievers prove themselves to be unbelievers, it's hard to hold somebody accountable. That's not a believer in the church. Mm-hmm. That's well, why I believe it's important that your church be made up and your church roles especially be made up of repenting yeah. believers. Yeah, to say it another repented and believed on what you say it another way. You've got to be a member of the universal church. Yes. Before well, you can be a member of what's the, the new, local, what's the the new testament church. word for church? Ecclesia? That's right. What's that mean? Those called out. Those who are called out. So it, yeah, like specifically unto yeah. salvation. That's yeah. right, yeah. because it could be used as uh, an assembly of barbarians uh, or different things. But specifically in we're this context, we're talking God. about called yeah. out by God, saved by grace through faith, Ephesians chapter two, and not of themselves, not of works, so that no man can boast. Uh, and gathering together for the sake of glorifying God, enjoying Him, and encouraging, admonishing all those things with one another. No. And and that's what happens in a true biblical church who cares deeply about regeneration, 
church membership. When we talk about regeneration, anybody got uh, John chapter three handy? Yep. I believe we oh, I just turned to it. Like, Uh-oh. John <laughs> we, got, we got a race to see who. John 3, 1 through 8, I think would be a good one. This is, uh, many of you may know the story of Nicodemus, Nick at night. <laughs> <laughs> That's clever. That's good. That is, I've never that heard is, that. I did not make that up, by the way. That is attributed to somebody else. Okay. He was the first Nick at night or whatever. All right. So John 3, 1 through 8. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no one can, oh man, do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, Unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I uh, said, do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound. But you do not know where you hear its sound. Excuse me. These lines are really small. (laughs) But you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. See, this is regeneration. You must be born again mm-hmm. to enter the kingdom of God. And if you were to look at Luke chapter 13, verses 18 through 21, you see two parables that Jesus used, and it basically shows us the growth of the kingdom, that Christianity is going to grow, that this thing is is not something that's kind of a, a one-hitter or a one-off, but Christianity is going to grow and grow and grow and grow. And part of that is if we're going to be be in the kingdom of God, we also think through that in light of the church, that those that are part of the kingdom of God, the universal church, need to be plugged into a local church, and those pastors and elders in that local church need to take church membership seriously. Mm -hmm. Again, this is something else that we should be taking very seriously because it matters, and it matters to God, who is considered part of his church because this is this is too where we can piggyback off the, the last episode with our music and the things that we do in our churches. A lot of times we do these things to reach the lost. We're called to reach the lost, but we're called to go. Yeah. Right? That's, that's outside yeah. these walls. That's when we scatter. Now, yes, we preach the gospel inside. There's there may be somebody lost inside. We get that. But the church in and of itself is where we gather together as believers. Mm-hmm. And we do so specifically to worship God and build one another up and exalt Christ. Yeah. I think we've really confused what the principal purpose of the church is. Um, most people would think that it's to reach lost people, and that's that's really not the case. It's yeah. to build up the tools that God uses to reach lost people, and that yeah. tool, those tools are His people. And Ephesians four twelve, you sh- you should have that handy. I can get it. After eleven, yeah. Usually, starting on, usually starting eleven because that's where I'm at. Might as well. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers to equip the saints for the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to measure up of the stature of the fullness of God, or of Christ. Excuse me. So there, there you go. Um, 
equipping the saints. Actually, read read twelve again. To equip the saints for the work of min- of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. The body of Christ, mm-hmm. right? So the church, we can say it this way, is the body of Christ, both universally mm-hmm. and, locally. and locally. So somebody said, what does it mean to be part of the universal church? Well, that just simply means that we have brothers and sisters in Christ in Montana, in New York, in the Philippines, in England, China, right? China. Uh, yeah, anywhere in the world, anywhere there is a true believer, we belong to the universal church. Yeah. That means one That's day... Every single saved person. Every yep. single saved person. That exists and ever did. Right, exist. and ever will. And ever will. Right? And we will rejoice with them in eternity as we worship the Christ forever. Uh, but then we are called, I believe, to assemble locally mm-hmm. and to not neglect that gathering, Hebrews ten twenty five. we've talked about. So that's when we should, if we, if, if, the, if, if believers are called to gather as a body, then we need to make sure that these people that belong to the universal church that are gathering locally are true believers in, yep. and belong to the true universal church. Otherwise, I believe we are being unbiblical by letting just anybody in or, uh, you know, not vetting people that may be a word you could say uh, because i do believe that's what we're doing because we want to hear their testimony we want to hear how they were saved and i'll say this i'll have one more story then i can see some of you got some thoughts uh there was another guy and you guys have probably heard this story before at, at one of the churches where i was on staff his testimony was this and this was a big time member in the church he was like the the patriarch of the troublemakers Right. I mean, it is what it is. Like you don't come against this guy or he's going to have your, you know, he's going to eat your breakfast and then spit you out for lunch and eat you again. Uh, His testimony, though. I was sitting by the lake one day and a nice, gentle breeze blew. And it was in that moment I just felt the peace of God and I was saved right then. No hearing of the gospel. Yeah. No, no repentance, no repentance. No, no faith in Christ. No synthesizers. Yeah. yeah. No pads. There were no pads playing. Yeah. That's troubling. Yeah. And he is the patriarch of a family that causes the most trouble in a church. Mm. Sounds mm. like he had Wonder. himself a country club. Yeah. yeah. Really did. There could have possibly been some fog coming in off the lake. <laughs> <laughs> some birds chirping. But somewhere along the way, when this man and his family joined this church, the pastor did him as well as his family, a huge disservice by allowing him to be a member of God's church. Mm-hmm. And his testimony would prove that he is not a believer. Yeah. And his actions prove that he's not a believer. Right? So not only, I believe, will that pastor be held in stricter accountability, mm-hmm. James 3.1, I believe that he did a huge disservice to this family because if anybody comes through our our membership class and we, we, we kind of see the fruit and they don't understand the gospel necessarily. And they don't have a repentance and faith testimony. Then they can't just be automatically members of our church just because they've gone through a class. We need to make sure you understand salvation. We need to make sure you understand that salvation is obtained through repentance and faith. And those are gifts from God. And if you can't articulate that, then we need to take some more time together in discipleship and teaching the word because we take church membership seriously. Yeah. I got something I'd like to read if you don't care. 
What if I did care? Well, if you did care, I guess I wouldn't do it because you're the head of the church, right? You're the pastor. I'm not the head of the church. Well, not the head of the church. Colossians chapter 1, verse 18. Christ is the head of the church. But no, I don't care. I was just kidding. You see how he does me, everybody? This is what he does all the time. brutality. No. This is coming out of my Bible, but it is not Scripture, right? This is the Reformation Bible. This is one of the blocks about the church. The church is not so much an organization as it is an organism. It is made up of living parts. It is called the body of Christ, just as a human body is organized to function in unity by the co-working and co-dependence of many parts. So the church as a body displays unity and diversity. Though ruled by one head, Christ, the body has many members, each gifted and endowed by God to contribute to the work of the whole body. So what if we let one family in that may not qualify is that really going to do anything to us i would say so yeah yeah look because what happens when we do that in the human body that's why exactly where i was going it's like the medical guy over here i see where he's headed it's like yeah you ever had a splinter everything's going pretty good but my liver's kind of running kind of funny yeah one part one little something in the human body will disrupt the whole body Mm, yeah one one bad apple one virus one infection one one bad apple spoils the whole bunch Mm. yeah yeah and that's that's a dangerous thing and and you saw you that's exactly what you're talking about with this this guy that wasn't a believer clearly wasn't he was causing division in the church yeah, absolutely all because the time a lot of people would say well he needs to be at church this is the place he needs to be at because you see such and such and such well yeah he needs to be there to hear the gospel which is exactly. a, which is a great but that's which, not the only place to exactly which is a great thing to say because we wouldn't kick this man out from our worship no, gatherings right, right? Yeah. we just would not allow him to be a an official member of the church because yeah. he is not a true repenting faithful believer in Christ again there's a distinction okay. between yeah. between attendance and membership right yep. mm-hmm. which means as a an attender you don't you I mean in this situation, since we knew the sin and knew that he was an unbeliever, the elders would have to guard the table when That's it comes to the Lord's Supper. Supper. Mm-hmm. So if we actively know that somebody has sinned in some sort of way, even if they're just an attender, then we would have to guard the table. And that there's a point that could be made with closed communion, uh, one that could be made with open communion. We, we won't talk about that here today, but uh, this is also the need for churches to to have and practice biblical church discipline Mm -hmm. because when you find that in someone, that behavior come up, say they're a member, maybe they've faked it long enough till finally their unrepentant sin is a problem and you hold them accountable to it. And if things don't change and we will talk about church discipline on a whole nother episode, but you treat them as an unbeliever if they never re- truly repent. Yeah. Right. But that also means that being just an attender, you have to really guard the table and know who's coming to the table at the Lord's supper. Mm-hmm. As an attender, you can't teach class. You can't be a leader in the church. You can't even do the nursery. Uh, you can't practice. You can't even be a musician without being a member of this church. And uh, I mean, we mentioned a couple weeks ago was an ad for musicians for a church, and they said, "Do they have to be saved?" No, just come play and hang out, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. No, thank you. <sighs> I don't want unbelieving musicians leading this church in worship through music, right? So there's a lot of things that attenders don't have the opportunity and the ability to do. Uh, there's this level of not being able to hold them accountable as you can a church member, because every church member here knows that. 
they once they become a member here, they will be held accountable. Yeah. Just like our leadership. We talked last episode about not being afraid to go talk to your leadership, right? And and that's true here at our church is we don't even we want to be held accountable. We don't care to be. And that's the way every member they understand that leaving our membership class is, hey, you're going to be held accountable now. Yeah. Uh, if we see you doing something or, or we're going to encourage you, we're going to hold you accountable. We're going to do all these things because it's what the Bible teaches us. Mm-hmm. And if you have an attender, you really can't do that other than repentance and faith, repentance and faith, repentance and faith over and over. Because that one, you let that one unbeliever in could do so much damage to oh, the yeah. church. Yeah. It's like a like like cancer. We want it out of our body, yeah, mm-hmm. right. And we can't allow people that are unbelievers to be part of Christ's body, because if they have not repented of their sin, believed on Him, then they are, do not belong to the church, and we shouldn't quote unquote graft them in, right. right? Just to borrow from the Gentiles being grafted in, we shouldn't just say, "Oh yeah, you can be a part of our church. I like you. I like your family." You're a good person. No, you're not. No, you're not. None of us are, yeah. apart yeah. from Christ. And cancer left untreated will kill the body. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, because the dangerous ways spread like wildfire, you know. Uh, it can be so contagious. Um, they can really sow seeds of, you know, like you said, division Yeah. in the church. And I've seen it happen at places, too. We, I, yeah, we can't let let the term dangerous game die because that's what it is. Oh man, we didn't even mention it in last episode. I know it. It's like an every other episode thing now. Yeah. Church membership is incredibly important for the believer. Yeah. And that's, that's a key is it is for the believer. Um, and also it is very important. You know, we've talked a lot about non-believers, uh, being into, in a church and, and the, that that's not, appropriate but also if you are a christian you are called to be part of the body mm-hmm. the local body all right so okay. what are the benefits of being a member of well a church? i was about to say so i'm a church member now now what yeah that's a place we should go yeah well we know that we know that the church is going to build up the saints mm-hmm. right for what purpose so they can go out and yeah, spread the gospel yeah. Yeah. preach the gospel teach to grow the body, right? To bring in more Christians. But what else? You know, that's that's not the only thing that happens in a church. We're held accountable. We've already talked about that mm-hmm. pretty pretty much at length. But what else happens in a church? For me, I'm not only am I held accountable, but I'm I'm also held up. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I, supported. I'm supported. Yep. I I come here. I get refreshed by. Um, by knowing that there are other men in this church that are going through life mm-hmm. and have the same struggles I have. And when I'm having a down week, you know, I can have a five minute conversation with Mason and come out crying from laughter instead of, you know, from, from my situations. Right. Um, it, it's, it's just, you can have a five minute conversation with Mason. I can have a 30 second conversation with Mason and come out laughing. So, <laughs> That just kind of happens around here, that's but but I mean that's that's only one thing, but that, that's a major thing. People in this world, there's there's entire aisles devoted, you know, in bookstores to to books on 
how to feel, how to have a, a, a belonging, a sense of belonging, how to, you know, any of these your best life that, now. Your, your be- yeah, <laughs> let me tell you what what your best life is. It's worshiping in a. In you a, made people groan. <laughs> your your best life here and now is is worshiping with other believers. Yep. Yeah. So, and you know, as a church member, God has given me talents, and now I have the ability to use those talents to glorify God in yeah. the body of believers. And you should have a desire to do so. Absolutely. Yep. That's the thing. We can't be gallbladders. Right, we all can't be gallbladders. <laughs> Not everybody. Explain what you mean by that, man. So, yeah, because <laughs> I've seen gallbladders be taken out of people. Exactly. We can't because they gall- don't function. Do, they, they don't do anything, do they? Well, they do something. Don't they hold bile or something? It's like something it? you can live without, and okay. people do it every single day. My wife doesn't have a gallbladder. Uh, I don't know if she'd want me to say that. Sorry, matter. you already said. I it. already said it. Can't take that. that out. A lot of people don't have a gallbladder. Exactly. I don't, I don't it's have a very common surgery to have. Yeah. It's not necessary to live. It does have a function, but it's a very minor one. And I think that's what church members who just sit and listen and go home, they're kind of like gallbladders. Mm, We have them not necessarily doing anything, though. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. and and unbelievers in churches are more like appendixes. Yeah. They they don't sit there. They don't contribute to anything, but they could cause a problem. Yeah. Mm. Let them open their mouth. So you're saying if it, the gallbladder, and I know this, can now be, we're getting to anatomy. No, I, I'm I, I'm going somewhere with this. If I can just. By the way, I'm not giving any medical advice whatsoever on this podcast. Do not try and sue us. Okay, <laughs> keep your gallbladders. Can you take my gallbladder out later? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's not a surgeon. Meet um, me out back. So so a gallbladder can be taken out and not missed, essentially, mm-hmm. right? So if you belong to a church, if you are a b- true believer in Christ. If you were to leave your church or, or or be taken out or whatever the case may be, and you're not missed, that's a problem, right? And a lot of people will say, well, the pastor didn't call and check on me. Well, the elders didn't do this or didn't do that. Well, maybe it's because you come sit in the same place every Sunday. You never say a word. You get up and walk out and kind of fall through the cracks. Yeah. yeah. Now, I'm not giving pastors a, a pass here. No. Right? Correct. We should all be working together and trying to figure out who's what, who's where, and understand life situations. But, but just like everything else, it's a two-way street. It yeah. is a two-way it street. Is. Right. But d- church members, true believers, should not just want to come in and leave and treat it like an organization, right? Or treat it like a job or treat it like a check mark. They should want to come into this this body of believers to worship together, to sing together, to glorify God together in all things, to communicate, have fellowship with one another. That's a big part of church membership. That's a big benefit is having that that friendship and accountability and that willingness to, to now grow in our understanding of the knowledge of God because we're sharpened by one another. So you should be missed when you're not there, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and yes, everybody's going to miss one Sunday every now and then for whatever reason. And it could be just because they're sick. We may understand and know that. So, but you should still be missed because either you're a very familiar, friendly face, you're very encouraging, uh, you're willing to say hard things and hold each other accountable. Uh, you're just a delight to be around. People, I mean, you're just part of the family, right? Family. Yeah. Yeah. That's you a, should. That's a that's a big word that gets glossed over a lot. But that's the family atmosphere of of a biblical church of because I know that I've got my brother that is is standing alongside me. I know that I've got these people that that I can talk to, I can rely on. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, we're not saying that once you become a Christian, you're going to become the most charismatic person in the entire world. No. That's right. not what we're saying. But there is a belonging that you have now, mm-hmm. and you will want to fulfill that. Yep. Yeah. It's just a natural inclination at that point. You should have that desire. Yeah. That's part that comes with being saved. Well, there's a, a family in our church, and I don't want to say their name because I don't want to call them out, but uh, very quiet, and um, they serve quietly, the whole family. And when they're not here, they're missed. Yeah. Right? So you don't have to be outgoing and and just like, oh, I'm here, you know, and be, you know, extrovert. There's introverted people at our church that are very, very quiet. But when they're not there, they're missed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's so many different ways to serve the church. Yeah, absolutely. You don't have to be a part of a team yeah. necessarily. Yeah. There's things that probably go on behind the scenes that none of us have a clue about yeah. but are serving the church. Yeah. yeah. And nobody wants to. You know, there are a lot of people that serve and they don't want people to know that they did what they did. They would rather serve behind the scenes, you know, not have loud yeah. production. Because they don't hey, want to look at what I know, did. They don't want the glory for it. They want the glory to go where it rightfully belongs. Where it belongs. Yeah. 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 And this same family has brings an individual that can't speak. But man, when he's not here. Just like the rest of that family, he has yeah. missed yeah. so much. Such a you know? joy. Yeah. yeah. A joy to be around the family. Even, you know, not everybody's outgoing and likes to talk. Yeah. But just being in the presence of another believer who loves Jesus, loves the church, loves one another, serves, yeah. you know. That's the beauty. All of us are different. Yeah, absolutely. That's That's the cool part about it. Some of us, some of us in the body of Christ, were feet. Some of other people are hands. If we, hands. Some if we had armpits. all hands, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. We'd, we'd look really funny. Hands, yeah, we would look funny. If we were all eyes, we'd look like a few angels. <laughs> oh, we, we've <laughs> got to talk about yeah, that at some we, point. We'll yeah. to get there. But, what you got? No, just, I was just going to say that's a subject that we'll we'll come back around because that, that's going to require a whole other podcast of just uh, you know our purposes in the church and and what you yeah. know what we're to be doing while we're at the church, but. We really wanted to focus today on what it meant to be a biblical church, what biblical church membership looked like, mm-hmm. and specifically the membership point. And it really, it boils down to being a member of that universal church, mm-hmm. and then through that, that will give you the desire to be a member of the local body. Yeah, that that because. We're called. We're called to gather together, and we're also. And if you're not a believer, if you're not part of that universal church, you do not want. You don't. You you do not desire the things of God. You do not desire to be a part of that local body. And we we it's just hear not that what you want. You hear that every now and then. You know, I don't. I don't need to attend church. I have the Bible, and I have so and so on television or radio. That is not church. No. Yeah. If Membership, you that is not are indwelt by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will not allow you to sit idly by and not get in the game, so to speak. It's time. I mean, and that will show in action the fruit of your life or lack thereof. You know, uh, if if you're indwelt by the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit does not just let you go in unrepentant sin, in lack of attendance, lack of being plugged in, there will be a desire. Will. It's not a maybe. Yeah. It is a will desire to be a part. All right. So let's, let's, you got something? No. 
All right. Let's uh the shortest episode ever. Yeah. Because this is gonna catapult in catapult into another episode that I think that we need to talk about being a healthy church member. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as I sit and look up at the book over uh your left shoulder, what is a healthy church member? Uh we need to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Once you're yep. in a church, you have there's benefits, but what does it look like to be a good, healthy church member in God's church? So specifically for this episode, to be a real church member, to be brought into a church, be a baptized believer in Christ. Mm-hmm. That is essentially is as uh, easy as I can make it. Yep. Uh, and then I would say this just by way of encouragement, and then we're done, is if there's any leaders listening or any people listening, I would encourage you to have a membership class. Where are we at? Which camera? You're- Big one? <laughs> we can, I, can put you, I can put you over here. Put me right here. Put you over here. nowhere to point. Right here. That looks official. Any one of those red lights. It's on. If you have a membership class, think through this. This is something that would be beneficial. Lay out what a church is, regenerational membership, that you need to be a truly baptized believer in Christ, and then go from there. What does the church teach? That would be awesome. You don't have to necessarily line up with the secondary points and tertiary points, but this is what the church teaches. And this is, like for us, we practice biblical church discipline. We're going to talk about that and lay all that out, what that is, what that looks like. Uh, We talk about giving uh, from a biblical perspective, and we talk about how to serve. So have a class. Ask your leaders to put together some sort of class uh, for incoming members so that you can be sure that the people you are fellowshipping with every Sunday are true believers in Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard to it's hard to know what expectations are if you don't lay the expectations out. That's right. And, and, yeah. You know, it's hard for us to expect somebody to do something if we've never told them yeah. that they're expected. Which gets into a whole so, other yeah, issue we'll because get. people that ha- don't have any expectations create their own. And then Absolutely. that true. creates yeah. havoc. Yeah. 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 And that's another thing, too. If you're looking to join a church... You better ask some questions too. Don't be a passive member. Absolutely. Ask questions. Yeah. If you have questions and you don't ask, you're never going to get the answer to them. Yeah. Well, you may, but you're really doing a disadvantage you're to yourself. And answer. Yeah. When I, I remember whenever I, whenever I was in the process of joining the church uh, here, we sat at Starbucks. Me, Stephen, and a fam, another family that I was joining with, like that I was coming with. We were coming from a different church. We sat there for probably an hour, and they asked questions. All of my like and. Uh, Craig was very, he ha- he was very sure these are the questions I need to ask. Well, he, ha- he you answered all my questions through the process, so I didn't get to ask any questions. But still, but you got your questions oh, I got, answered. I got all my questions. You knew answered. exactly what you got yep. going into, and yep. that, that's important. You came prepared with questions to ask if no. they weren't. Yeah. Well, with that said, repent and believe, as we're always going to say repent on this podcast. Believe. Until repent next and believe. time, believe, and until next time, uh, thanks for for watching. Leave a comment, uh, share the podcast with your friends and your family and, uh, any and get thoughts, it out there. Comments, if you got any snarky remarks, yep. yep. We've got, uh, the email address is there. It is. <laughs> there it is. The email address is, uh, the foundry, foundry pod at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Yep. And, uh, so shoot us an email or just comment on one of the videos and we'd love to address anything. If you got questions, that's right. Yep. All right thanks. All right. All right. See you folks. Go in peace.